All right, we're here with Derek Green of Waffles and Whatnot. He has a wonderful food trailer up here in Anchorage, Alaska, and I will let him tell his story. First of all, thank you for having me, and I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on your podcast. Um, Waffles and Whatnot is something that I started in 2016 on a sidewalk in downtown Anchorage. And um, I had this project to go down to the Kenai Peninsula during dip net season and open up a coffee shack. And right after that, I had a, a government job lined up. And a friend of mine who owns a gift store allowed me to go downtown and set up shop on her sidewalk, on the sidewalk in front of her gift store. And I did that. And you know what, man? I just fell in love with this whole entrepreneurial thing. I fell in love with helping people and giving back to people. And it reconnected me with a passion that I had. Um, and so as I was standing down there, I started modifying different recipes that I had. And one recipe in particular was my apple cinnamon waffle, which was a recipe that I modified from something I developed when my previous wife was undergoing chemotherapy. And uh, her third day of chemo was her worst day. And so on that day, you know, it was a struggle to try to get her to keep something in her stomach. And I figured if I can develop some foods where if she just took two or three bites, you know, she could get some substance from it. So um, I did that. I converted that, that pancake recipe into a waffle recipe and started serving that on the sidewalk and things caught fire. And it, it's just been an amazing experience after that. Um, you know, and at the same time, my mom was undergoing um, treatment for a terminal illness and the doctors wanted her to eat quinoa and kale and fresh, raw, organic, whole foods. And, you know, she didn't eat any of that stuff growing up. So it was a real struggle for her. And a part of my challenge became what can I create that my mom can actually eat and still get some uh, substance and, you know, the vitamins and minerals and, you know, amino acids and all these things in her body. So for instance, when you come to the restaurant or you find the food truck and you eat our badass yard bird, the baby, chicken and waffles, that waffle has the exact amount of coconut oil in it that my mom needed to get rid of the pill. If it's the apple cinnamon waffle, it has the cinnamon in it that she needed. If you're eating the chicken, it has the turmeric and the garlic and the onion and the different amounts that she needed to get the health benefits of those different seasonings and spices. You know, so there's, there's more that goes into waffles and whatnot than just some guy that decided to take some Bisquick or something and, <laughs> and start trying to make some money, you know? This is something where I now, I, as I sit here now, um, coming up on, you know, my, my fourth year anniversary, I'm at the place where I have something that I started on a sidewalk and now is capable of turning into a national franchise. And at the same time, I've developed a line of products, you know, waffle mixes, um, chicken breading, I have ketchup and barbecue sauce. And these are all Alaskan made products. And so I'm, I'm looking at where I started and where I am now and the potential of where I'm going and things just amazing, man. So you ask me how I'm doing and I tell you, I'm, I'm doing amazing. It doesn't come without struggles, but I'm still doing amazing. That That's so awesome to hear. Yeah, I know uh, I, I've not personally had the chance to to come try one of your your waffles but i know since uh i got up here uh about a year and a half ago up here to the uh, valley area i've heard so much about uh your food and that i need to come have the chance to try it now um 
So you were you were talking about uh, you made a lot of your recipes to go along with the uh, what do you call that the Brax diet. Yeah, the Brax diet. Is the, that yeah. not having it doesn't sound like you really had a full culinary background. I know as a chef myself, um, the Brax diet can be very hard to work with. So how how was that process of being able so, to come up with foods that were compatible? So figuring out you know how to provide my wife with some nutrients while sticking with bananas, rice, apples, and toast was a challenge. That, that really was a challenge. But going through those challenges years ago helped me to get to where I am now. My wife passed away in 2013 and I started Waffles and Whatnot in 2016. But that knowledge that I gained from those six years of her um, going through cancer treatment um, made it to where I know that anything is possible and pretty much anything is possible in the culinary world. Um, so the, like people ask me why waffles and waffles are one of the things that you can get away with. I mean, really hiding a bunch of things on a waffle. So for I'll give you an example. My mom needed uh, quinoa, like the doctor recommended quinoa and kale and stuff like this. My mom tasted quinoa and she was like, oh, hell no, I ain't eating that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all good. You know, I got uh, quinoa flour and, I, and there's um, uh, powdered kale. And so I just infused that into a waffle. I made a waffle and I made it a sweet waffle. So it's something that she can actually eat and it has a nutty flavor to it. And you just play that up by topping it with different nutty style things. Like you can make a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of it or something like that. So you don't really taste the nuttiness of the quinoa, you know, and that's been just, I love to experiment and I'm not a person that can uh, sit still or just deal with mundane things over and over like repetitive things. So for me, it's a constant um, pleasure for me to constantly be able to challenge myself and creating new recipes and developing new things, which is, and, and it, again, it got me to a place now where I make over a hundred different types or flavors of waffles. Oh, wow. You know, sweet waffles, savory waffles, waffles that accommodate all allergies. And in the history of my company, there's only been one person that I haven't been able to feed. And that's just because the day that that person, um, that family came into the restaurant, I didn't have a waffle iron that had never been used before. And his allergies were so severe that he, he needs his own waffle iron. But now as I work on the restaurant, I'm opening up a, a new restaurant. And now as I open this one, there will be a waffle iron on standby <laughs> just for <laughs> that kid or for, for people like that. Now, how many, um, I know you said the restaurant and uh, the food trailer. Uh, is that pretty much what you guys are running now is just uh, the food trailer and restaurant? Or do you have several locations? No, right now it's just the food truck. Okay. I'm open. I'm actually, I'm actually in the restaurant that I'm opening right now, uh, doing work. So I hope to have this open by mid March or early April. So that'll be the thing. But I am um, going to have that food truck parked outside the restaurant in the front of it as I get ready to open the doors. So probably the month before I open the door, the food truck will be out there just to build up, you know, marketing and all that good stuff. Um, and then also I have the manufacturing side of the business. That's actually the backbone of my business. So we manufacture everything from scratch 
And obviously that's something that we have to do in order to accommodate all these different allergies because, you know, something as simple as a, a corn allergy for the normal everyday person, they just say, okay, I won't put corn in it. Well, they don't realize that something as simple as vinegar, uh, white distilled vinegar is, is a corn-based product, you know? So it's, it's being able to figure out where all of those hidden gems of, of allergies or restrictive food contents are. And I just learned that the easiest way to do that was to take the hard route of manufacturing my own stuff from baking powder to, to waffles, man. It, the, whole, <laughs> the whole shebang. Now, I know uh, we, we've talked to a few people that do their own manufacturing and stuff. And I know they, they uh, have one or two products they do. For something like you, I got to imagine uh, shipping and logistics got to be a nightmare being up here compared to anywhere else in the lower 48s. It is cost prohibitive for sure. So we don't have many sales down to the lower 48. Our sales market is primarily Alaska and primarily Anchorage and the Valley area because shipping costs so much. Uh, to offset that, we do things like I will personally love the waffle mixes. I'm not above it and I don't plan on ever becoming that type of business person where I'm above, you know, delivering waffles or something like that. Um, and we understand, you know, that, that the, the economy, you know, for people at the very top is amazing but for the people that are not at the very top man you got to look and say okay this person is making $15 an hour so if they're paying $15 for a meal that that meal needs to be worth it you know and if they're buying something online from you whatever that product is like they've dedicated an hour or more of their time at whatever job a job that they may love or a job that they may hate but they dedicated their time to that thing and now they're willing to essentially loan that to you or to give that to you. So I've always felt an obligation to put out the best products and the best service. And if I can find a way to, to negate a cost or to lower the cost or to, to offer a benefit to people, I, I try and find those ways. Now, um, yeah, I've seen uh, following you quite a bit on Facebook and I see communities a very, very big thing for you. And, uh, you do a lot with your uh, live videos and your kind of reality show, as you put it on your Facebook. You want to tell us a little bit about that? You know, for years, <laughs> for years, brother, I, I consider myself like a, a restaurateur and all these other things. And, and at the end of it, after 2019, uh, so 2019 was a really rough year for me. Um, my mom passed away November 1st of 2018. And right after my mom passed away, um, I opened the restaurant on the 23rd of November. The earthquake hit one week after we opened the restaurant. And then my grandmother passed away. And my grandmother was my soul. My grandmother passed away in January, the 29th of January of 2019. And we were still kicking butt at the restaurant. And then I, side story, I can tell you one day over some beer or something. <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, long story short, the restaurant in Eagle River that I had failed. I had to close the restaurant. And even though it was a very successful restaurant and the numbers were great, there were other circumstances that prohibited me from, from continuing to operate. So I closed the doors on that restaurant. And right after the doors closed, it's like I had all of this restaurant-level debt, but no restaurant. So I ended up having my house foreclosed 
And man, I'm just telling you, it was just a snowball that, that turned into an avalanche. And I figured that if it didn't bury me, I would come out the other side of a better man. So as I look at my social media presence, I've been very fortunate with, um, with the success on social media, you know, being a member of the Facebook Small Business Council and everything. And I just realized that it, people aren't following the restaurant. You know, yes, there are people that are looking for the ketogenic food or the gluten-free food or the experience of, you know, when they walk in the restaurant the first time, they don't get to pick what they eat. But more people are watching the journey that I'm on. They're watching me learn and grow. They're watching me succeed. And they're watching me fail. And then they're watching me fail miserably sometimes. And so this is why I changed it, where I said that it's a 65% reality show and like 35% restaurant or something like that. I don't remember the numbers that I put up there. Because, because that's what it is. And, and I figure in 2019 or 2020, where we are today, it's a social media-driven world. People like data. They like access to people. Um, and I'm old enough to remember when reality TV was first hitting the scene and you're kind of like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But now that's life. And people don't go anywhere without a cell phone. And you have things captured that were never captured before. And people enjoy the experience of watching other people learn and grow, fail and succeed, and just being a part of that journey. Yeah, I know. I have, uh, I have a very much that entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, I get very motivated watching you. And I think it's amazing to, to see you put all, the, all of it out there, not just the, the overnight success story like you see so many social media personalities do. Right. Now, uh, with, with uh, talking about the waffles and everything else, uh, we haven't really talked about where people can find you yet. Besides Anchor, well, which for us in the big <laughs> city, I know some other people would disagree with that. But <laughs> So if people are interested in, in uh, finding you, where, where do they look for you at? I'm opening up a restaurant in East Anchorage off of Muldoon. It used to be the old uh, Paris Cafe and Bakery before they moved downtown. Okay. And you're the first person that I'm telling publicly where I'm going to be located. But that's where the restaurant will be. And um, as far as the food truck, the food truck operates out in the valley a lot because the current operator of that, uh, her name is Ashley, she lives out in the valley. So there's another Facebook page called Betsy by Waffles and Whatnot. And on that page, she always posts where the food truck is going to be. But if you follow our Facebook page or you go on the website, you know, people can order from the website or order from the Facebook page directly, the different products. Um, yeah, we'll just follow the Facebook page. Or they, my cell phone is on the Facebook page. That's the other thing is people call me just to chat. <laughs> <laughs> but my phone number is there. So uh, you can always call and, and figure out where we are and what we're doing. Excellent. Yeah, we really look forward to kind of keep following your, your journey and we're going to make sure we get all of your your links put in there. That way our listeners can follow you too. I wanted to tell you, I listen to podcasts about entrepreneurs and food all the time. Um, there's a guy named Guy Raz and he has a podcast, How I Built This. Yep, so, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, I really appreciate what you do, man. I, I actually 
would like to pick your brain at some time and, and learn how to do those podcasts or how to, how to create that and start that, that process going. You know, there's a lot of knowledge that people like you and I have. And I heard you say that you're a chef. Yeah, there's a lot been, of knowledge. Uh, I was in the kitchen for 10 years. <laughs> okay. And that's kind of what and got then, me started doing this was uh, I was actually working up on the North Slopes uh, at a kitchen up there and working overnights and started listening to podcasts. And I like listening to local ones and I could not find any Alaskan based food ones. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start my own. And it's been a roller coaster and just start chugging away at it. Nice. That's kind of what you have to do, man. Just get out there and start grinding and you learn along the way. Exactly. And this one is going to be structured a little different because I'm, I'm seeking to turn this into a national franchise. So this location will be modeled uh, like the franchise is designed to be. And you know, an example would be using the lessons that I've learned and turning that into the success of this one. An example would be this is going to function as a co-op. So instead of it being me having to go out and find hourly employees that may or may not give a crap about my business, it's just going to be a small team of people that are dedicated to the company. And in return, they're going to get a percentage of the gross revenue of the company, regardless of how it does. You know, That's so awesome. um, whether we hit our, our minimum projections or if we do four times that, I'm not going to look at it and say, oh, there's no way I'm paying, you know, a, a cashier 70 grand or, or something like that. If they're in here and they're putting in the hours, they're putting in the time, you know, uh, it's a co-op. So the agreement is the agreement and they're going to get paid that. With that, I, I look to help entrepreneurs or people that are entrepreneurially minded to come in here and learn this system and hopefully within you know a year two years they have the system down packed and they can you know if they want to open up in the valley they can go do that they can open up waffles and whatnot and branch out and franchise on their own if they want to go to south anchorage or fairbanks or stuff like that you know yeah no that's uh that's really awesome that to take on that that mindset over just i'm the boss you're 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 my employees that's just how it goes it's it's so cool to see businesses changing to to that co-op setting in this this day and age. I know a couple other people I've talked to have started going on to a system like that. And I can tell you from my end, it makes a huge difference when I've had some skin in the game compared to I'm just there to get my check and go go out the door and come back for the next week of it. It's a big deal, man. The skin in the game. And then people understand, you know, that the members of this team, uh, or the members that will be on the team will understand that their pay and, and their ability to excel is based directly on the impact or the input that they put into the business, you know? And so you asked earlier about challenges, you know, what were some of the challenges that I faced being in Alaska or being a small business? And it's, it's things like dealing with our employees that are teenagers and don't necessarily have the work ethic that, that you and I may, may have had or somebody talk, having inappropriate conversations and they don't realize that that impacts, you know, if customers can overhear it, that impacts that customer's desire to come back and eat, which has a direct impact on whether or not that employee has a paycheck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's amazing to see in this day and age how people don't realize those types of connections. And 
I'm just trying to systematize. I'm trying, uh, I'm taking these things that I've learned, these lessons that I've learned and all these, these different uh, experiences that I've had in life, these adversities that I've overcome, figuring out how to package that into a simplified business where I can take people that have drive and passion, but don't necessarily have the business know-how and put them in a successful system, uh, franchise system and allow them to shine. So that's like, for instance, I don't know what your specialty is as a chef, but the whatnots with waffles and whatnot, each restaurant that you go to will have a core menu, but the whatnot will actually be uh, the, the special of whoever that staff is at that particular location. So for instance, if you were to open a waffles and whatnot in the Valley, it would be centered around whatever your five to seven whatnots that you bring to the table, those things that you do amazingly well. And that, again, is another way that that I look at contributing back and giving people a different take, a different look, and a chance to succeed at something that they have a passion for. That's amazing sounding. I mean, that it's so awesome to, to hear that that sense of community is still alive in this day and age. Because, I mean, we've, we've all kind of, especially with social media, kind of shut down on the physical interactions with people and obviously with your model that's what it's all about and to give right. somebody a chance like that to to branch out and explore themselves but still have a system behind them to to put their feet down on right i know uh yeah being in the kitchens i've i went into some kitchens where you, they don't even show you anything they just drop you on the line and say let us know when you're ready to quit and then other kitchens where, you know, somebody's going to take the time and show you how to do things right. And those are the ones where people, you build loyalty to them. Right. This, man, as, as Waffles and whatnot expands, um, I'm continually looking for ways to make it better and to involve more community. And an example of that will be as I grow larger and as we um, – branch out across the nation you know if you had an amazing whatnot whatever that thing is and we decide to feature that as, as a core menu item then you as a chef would actually get a residual off of every sale of that item across the nation in perpetuity for as long as we have that item serving it then you'll get a royalty off of that and this is how i anticipate being able to eventually have the best food of any food establishment period anywhere and incorporating social media into my expansion it's you know you as a chef would be able to do like a uh, a facetime or a zoom uh video and teach the other franchisees how to cook this specific dish that you're featuring how to master that specific dish that you're featuring so i'm looking at integrating technology as much as I possibly can into this as I expand, um, integrating uh, uh, personal growth and professional growth as much as I can for the staff members, integrating community as much as I can, um, you know, acceptance of everybody. We don't turn away anybody here. And I would love to see somebody wearing a MAGA hat sitting at the table with somebody with a I love Obama hat or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, for me, it's, it's not about black, white, you know, yellow, red, Jew, Christian, none of that stuff matters for me. And I think that 
without people like you and I that are seeking to bring people together and actually rebuild communities or, or to, to focus on community, I, I think we're losing something in humanity, not just community, but humanity itself. So yeah, it's like a moral obligation. Completely agree with you on that. I mean, that's one thing I have always loved about working in kitchens and the service, kind of the service industry in general is that food is the great equalizer. Don't matter if you're rich, poor, like you said, black, white, liberal, conservative, you get around a plate of food and, or even on the line cooking food and nobody really cares as long as you're doing your job and, uh, keep keeping the products going and for the customers they they don't care as long as they have a good food they don't really care who made it for them right we definitely uh if you want to go ahead and give people your website and your uh social media tags so they can be sure to follow you so the website is uh wafflesandwhatnot.com and on social media if you go on instagram on waffles underscore whatnot and on Facebook, I'm Waffles and whatnot. And in any one of those instances, the and is spelled out, not the appersand. So All Waffles right. and whatnot. And we'll make sure we put uh, those links up here on our show notes. And we look forward to seeing you open and to just keep following your drive and your passion and going along for the journey with you. I appreciate it, brother. You have a great one. You too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 